uh, to these frightening United States. Now, if you're listening to our first episode, uh, and this is the very first time you've ever listened to us, you're going to notice some uh, some things that uh, we have changed. First off, we changed the name. We originally started as the Frightening 50 podcast, but we soon learned that uh, there were that name was in use with some other podcasts, and so uh, we decided it would be best for us to go ahead and change the name and avoid any uh, you know misunderstanding. The second is we have gone back and we have changed the music, uh, but we're really looking forward to continuing this podcast. It is a family project. It is uh, a project with my daughter and my wife and something we had uh, hoped that would be uh, special for her to be a part of. And so uh, we're getting better. You're going to hear some some rough cuts. You're going to hear... Uh, us becoming better at this and doing our research and also recording. So we really appreciate you uh, joining us. And so without further ado, let's get on with the first episode of These Frightening United States. My name is Nathan, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Jessica. Jessica, how are you? Doing very well. And Kim. Kim, how are you doing? Hi there, doing great. Okay, so a little bit about us. Jessica is my eldest, my daughter, and Kim, she is my lovely wife, of which I have been married for 14 years. And so to give you a little bit of an idea about where we all kind of fall on the subject of uh, cryptids and ghosts and supernatural, um, I grew up loving this stuff, and so I kind of fall into the category of at least somewhat or maybe even more than somewhat open to the idea that these things exist or could have existed at some time. Jessica, I would say you're probably more of the skeptical. uh, The possibility exists, but you haven't seen anything yet that would lead you to believe otherwise. This is just more of an interest, right? Yes. Okay. So, and then Kim. Kim, you are just outright, downright, this is, none of this is true. Correct. And you're kind of here for the comedy. Yes. Okay, so we are going to, the way we're going to do this, really, the way we're going to do this is we're going to spend some time uh, going through, like I said, all 50 states, and we're going to take our time and do some research and come up with all the really cool uh, monster stories, ghost stories, and, and truthfully, there are quite a few, and some of them are in places you wouldn't have expected at all. And so um, today, because we're going to do this like the old song, Uh, When we were kids, we're going to start in the great state of Alabama. And Alabama holds a very special place in Kim's heart because her family is uh, primarily from Alabama. Is that correct? Correct, yes. And so uh, you've been there many times, uh, the city of Mobile. That's where I believe your mother's from. Yes, we spent a lot of time in uh, Mobile and Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores, cool. So you're a beach girl. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I do. I enjoyed my time there, but that's not necessarily where I would spend most of my time. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, we definitely know that Jessica is a beach girl. She <laughs> she really likes that. So, all right. So we're going to get into this, like I said, with the song, and we're we're looking at uh, the state of Alabama, deep in the South, someplace that you might not expect. Well, maybe you would. You know, you always hear a lot of ghost stories coming out of the South, and we've got a couple of really good stories. So, Jessica, do you want to start? You want to kick us off a little bit? Sure. So for my first story, I have a very short one that I read of. So deep in the woods, somewhere Alabama, I completely forget the name. I'm sorry. But if you go into these woods, a woman who said she sold her soul to the devil will appear in front of you. Which I think it's kind of creepy, but would also be kind of, I guess, cool. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I, I guess cool. You're, you're really <laughs> a woman who apparently sold her soul to the devil, and that's cool. 
I think it's interesting. Okay, interesting might be a better <laughs> thing. I'm pretty positive if a woman popped up in front of me in the woods, I'm either going to run away screaming or I'm going to pass out. To be very clear, Jessica would run for the high hills. Yeah, try not to try not to imagine that she would be too brave because we we really know uh, our daughter very I'm, very well. I'm scared well. of fish. She is scared <laughs> of fish. She's terrified of fish. Um, fish in particular, uh, like latching onto her or it's touching her. It's very scary. These or... little wriggly wet things latching onto your skin and trying to attack you. I mean, how is that not scary? I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> you i really latching onto your skin the little mouths like (laughs) jessica was once nibbled on by a sunfish at uh, a river one time swimming it was scary i'm sure it was so so (laughs) but scarier than a woman popping up in the woods uh, uh, and claiming to be have sold her soul to the devil so um i know it'd be hallucinating well, maybe. We don't know. It's possible. So the next story we're going to talk about, and this is one that I picked, is because uh, my wife being uh, having her family from Mobile, I thought this one was really cool. And uh, so we have the Wolf Woman of Mobile. Um, and it says here, and, and we got these from uh, a website, kind of uh, AL.com, gives you a little bit about Alabama. And these are some of their famous uh, legends and it says the half wolf half woman creature so frightened the citizenry of mobile that people began calling the press register to report the sightings on april 8th 1971 the newspaper reported the phenomena complete with a drawing of the creature conceived by a newspaper illustrator now this is my favorite part listening to as many as 50 phone calls so we got 50 phone calls of, from people and if you know some of the more uh, legendary cryptids uh, you know, like Bigfoot or Momo, to have that many people call in having seen it, uh, you know, maybe like the Beast of Bray Road up in Wisconsin would be one like that. But in the same area, you know, have 50 phone calls and it's day and night uh, in a week, day and night for a week, uh, they saw this wolf woman and they described her as pretty and hairy. So right then and there, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Kim? Pretty and hairy. I just think that maybe it was something that they saw that was pretty and hairy. Okay, so let me help you out a little bit because there's a further description here. Hold on, Jessica. There's a further description. It says that she looked like, well, the top half was a woman and the bottom was a wolf. So it sounds a little bit like a centaur or something, yes. but like the top Sarah. half. It really sounds like hammer pants to me. I'm what? sorry, hammer pants? Yeah. Like MC Hammer. Yes. I uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Why? <laughs> Wait, I have a question. I have a question. Okay, I have lots of questions. <laughs> okay, what year was this? According to this story, it said 1971. But there's another quote. It says, an unnamed teenager is quoted as saying, my daddy saw it down in a marsh and it chased him home. Now my mommy keeps all the doors and windows locked. So we're not, so maybe, I can't tell if she keeps the doors and windows locked before or after daddy got home. So Beautiful um, woman chasing yeah, him around beautiful the woman, A beautiful yeah. hairy woman chasing him and mom locked him out. There right. might be another side to this story that's right. going on. The wife was mad. Yeah, the wife was mad. The reporter said that the fear of the witnesses seemed real, and that sometimes is something that uh, indicates 
you know, the, the I won't say truth, but that there's something actually possibly there. And the police were also getting calls. And although the officers would not make an official comment, they did investigate to determine what exactly the citizens were seeing. And, you know, half wolf, half people, that's nothing new. We, we always hear about those. And, I mean, some of this goes all the way back to American uh, Indian folklore. It comes over from Europe. And it only lasted for a few days, and it has stopped, and it has not come back again. So, you know, wolf woman of OBL. <laughs> yes. Pretty creepy. Um, Jesse, you, you had something? Yes, I actually have a one related to that similar called the Wampus Cat. And there's actually a high school, right? That, no, that it's, a, it's a university. And yes. I can actually look that up while you're telling the story. So um, so people of Alabama have been finding their animals, like their dogs and their cats being just killed, just randomly out in the open. First thought was wolves or like giant mountain lions. Thing is, there are, um, someone said there are no large feline, felines in Alabama. So it's kind of like, okay, that's odd. So someone saw, they said that someone saw what looked like to be a mountain lion, but it wasn't really a mountain lion. It was like a wolf and a mountain lion mixed together. But there is, <laughs> there is a story that during um, a war, I forget if it was World War One or two, I, I think it was two, that they had tried to crossbreed a mountain lion and a wolf to be a messenger to another site. I think it could have been attempted, but not really kind of carried out in plan because <laughs> the sustainability there is kind of well there's been this debate in our family recently ever since Kit just found this story about whether or not uh the uh crossbreeding of a cougar a mountain lion and a wolf was possible jessica believes this is the thing jessica doesn't believe in um uh you know monsters and stuff but she can fully accept that they tried to make a half wolf half cougar during world war ii so hey actually uh i was incorrect on the wampus cat yes. uh, mascot there are several schools one is the clark fork junior senior high school in clark fork idaho conway junior high high slash high school in conway arkansas Atoka High School in Atoka, Oklahoma. I'm probably not saying that right. The Atasca High School in Atasca, Texas, oh. and Leesville High School in Leesville, Louisiana. Now, one of the stories about the Wampus Cat is that it's a Cherokee legend, yes. and that during a secret meeting of tribal elders, a young woman from the tribe secretly witnessed the ceremony, um, and she was hidden under the pelt of a wild cat. Like that's where she was hiding. Yeah. They noticed her, and then they cursed her. And transformed her into a feline creature. So the story, she was actually very suspicious of her husband's outing because, you know, husband's going out a lot, won't tell her what she's what he's doing. She's going, okay, something's going on. So she killed, I think she killed a mountain lion dressed up in the skin, which I think is so gross. Like, why? <laughs> but, um, so she went out, but they had, so there's these stories that the women are not allowed to hear. They're magical stories, and they, you know, they, she heard them, and she was like, and they heard, they saw, apparently saw her or heard her, and they cursed her to live the eternity as a mountain lion wolf thing. Kim, are there any magical stories you're not allowed to hear? Just, just no. Note, I'm in the room. You mean from you? I don't know. It just, I mean, Jessica just said that, you know, there were magical stories the women were not allowed to hear from their husbands. No, that's no. not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> yes. So here's one thing, though. Don't follow your husband dressed as <laughs> yes. a cat or you might end up a cat. 
I would probably lock my husband out if he was dressed <laughs> as a no, cat. No, no, no. You can't be dressed as a cat. Yeah. Appa- uh, yeah. Oh, I can't? Yeah. yeah, you can't. You can't sneak around the neighborhood try- following me around <laughs> dressed as a cat. Well, thank goodness, because that would be amazing. I'm glad I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Just laying some ground rules. Yeah. So. Okay, so we got, we got I think, a couple more stories, but Kim, you're really going to like this one. This is this is right up your alley, and I'm going to say this, and I know that I'm going to get an immediate reaction uh. from you. So this is the legend of the Alabama white thang. <laughs> and I'm looking at this, and that's exactly how it's spelled, the white thang. T-H-A-N-G. T-H-A-N-G. So the legend of the Alabama white thang, or thing, has been prevalent since the 1940s, and it's in a triangle between Morgan... Etowah and Jefferson counties where people reported seeing a creature more than seven feet tall and covered in white hair. Now, you might think that's weird, especially if you're thinking Bigfoot, but that's actually not unusual to hear about white Bigfoot in those legends. In fact, we have one here. We're actually in the Dallas area, and uh, the Lake Worth monster, which is over by Fort Worth, um, they have a story about a white Bigfoot. And so that's, again, not unusual. Um, the creature's known for its ability to move extremely quickly, despite its size, which is another f- trait of Bigfoot that people say they see, and for its eerie screech that sounds like a woman's scream, another one that you hear a lot of times with Bigfoot. Some people say it sounds like a panther. Uh, many have speculated that the white thing is an albino Bigfoot or an albino bear. Now, that's the one I like is because they talk about this thing walking around on two legs and it's a bear and if you've ever seen a bear walk on two legs well it, it, there was a bear in california that that's the only way it actually walked yeah but it didn't move very quickly and if it's a white bear what are you thinking it's a polar bear no yeah, how would a polar bear no this, they said this bear moved or this i'm sorry thing moved quickly <laughs> yeah it moved quickly like it it, it like ran so like think like it was huge but but it ran quickly Moonshine. <laughs> That's your explanation for all of these. Yes. Moonshine. Especially in Alabama. Yes. They moonshine. have amazing parties. I know that for a fact. You know that for a fact. And I know that they enjoy their moonshine. So that would be my It seems a little stereotypical, Kim. No, I know they have great parties. And I know that there are a lot of people in Alabama that consider themselves a connoisseur of moonshine. That's just... It's just how they it's, are. It's a culture thing there. Okay. So I'm going to say that there was probably a lot of parties going on and someone saw a bear and said, oh, it's white. Somebody spray painted a bear for a party. It's probably a school mascot. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing, though, about the Alabama white thing. Um, it says an old man, George Norris, it says he saw it in the Indian graveyard, at the Enon graveyard. And it, one of the things he said was it was slick with long hair. Like the long hair laid down and it was pretty slick, but it had a tail, according to him. And that's not something you hear uh, with Bigfoot, is it having a tail. But it had a tail like a lion. Like there was a like a bush of hair on the end of the tail, which sounds like a lion. So, um, you know, that that's unusual. But he said it didn't offer to hurt him or nothing. It actually came and was laying right beside him. And he was apparently he was sleeping outside or took a nap. And when he woke up, it was there. And then it just kind of left. Just wants to hug. It just wanted to hug. (laughs) There's another interesting part of the story, and that is in Huntsville, Alabama, the phrase Alabama white thing is used to describe a humanoid. And this time they think it's possibly an alien, but they spot it in caves or drainage ditches, which I think is hilarious. 
um, of all the places for this thing to hang out, it hangs out in a drainage ditch. Like there's something exciting going on there. I know what it is. It's it's pet. It's oh, you think pet. it's Pennywise's pet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah, that's really creepy. Um, but the drainage ditches are in the Jones Valley along, and it gives you a location: Governor's Drive and Montesano Mountain. And now here's what's even creepier: it has they describe it as having no eyes or ears and being completely white, which is where they get the alien kind of idea. So. Um, and there's even a Facebook page. A team of researchers have started a Facebook page called Alabama White Thing. And you can go look that up. And it, we might lo- link to that in the show notes. So you can go take a look at it. And there may be some artwork on there. We'll have to look. So, Jessica, do you have another story? Yes, I do. This one is my favorite in the state. It's called The Metal Man. So, a Hold li- on. While we're, let's be very clear. We are not talking about a Slayer fan or like a Metallica fan. We're talking about a guy made of no, metal, correct? Yeah. Not, yeah, not the music, the physical iron, you know. So So it's Iron Man? <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, so this lady, it was, I think, in the 70s, same thing as one of the other stories. There was something and, about the 70s. Actually, before you go on, yes. that's actually a good point because there were quite a few of these monster-type sightings all through the 70s. It was really a big deal. I think it was in 68, the Patterson-Gimlin film came out, and that's the most famous uh, Bigfoot film everybody's seen where you see this Bigfoot. and it's They say it's a female. They call her Patty, mm-hmm. and she's walking away, and she's looking over her shoulder. Well, that was 68, and then during the 70s, you have all these sightings like the Momo and and the Missouri Monster. It's a short name, but it's interesting that like, this is in 70, you think it's the 70s? Yeah, 71, I think is what I read. Because 71 is also where the Alabama white thing, or yeah, no, the years I'm was sorry. 73. No, uh, well, Alabama, no, the first one we said. What was the first one we did? Uh, uh, Wolfwoman. Uh, the Wolfwoman, yeah, that was 1971. Okay, so this lady is about 10 o'clock at night. Um, she had called saying panic, saying there was a UFO sitting in her yard. So a police sheriff, he's like, okay, I'm just going to check this out. He turns, he goes to the, to the lady's house, but there was a UFO, but there was a man standing there with, who looks like he's made of metal. Now this isn't some kid wrapped up in tinfoil walking around the neighborhood. He said it was as smooth as, he, it, he was really smooth as glass and he had like a coppery kind of nickel color did he have a light on his chest no. i was thinking of the tin man from oh sure, sure <laughs> thinking, yeah that kind of t- wizard <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking iron man kim's thinking the tin man and jessica is like okay this was a this was this a metal is my alien. favorite it was amazing. this is my favorite it's a metal alien <laughs> so and it had multiple arms i it was by something it was like by bipedal bipedal yes what does that mean? Walks on two legs. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna have to learn that phrase yeah. for this podcast. Yeah, I I now I remember in science I learned that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it was it looks like a man covered in iron, which you think, how long would it take for someone to smooth out iron, get it all the way around your body, get it perfectly shaped? And you mean like the man covered in metal, not a man covered in irons or golf clubs. Oh my gosh dad jokes and we are rife with dad jokes here <laughs> yes um so the sheriff chased it in his car but it outran the car which is kind of interesting because if you think about cars they go like 120 miles an hour at their fastest they better and- not be going 120 <laughs> miles an hour or you're not getting a license <laughs> i'm not that for sure i don't even want to get in the car in a car if i'm driving it <laughs> 
<laughs> go ahead, Mom. Go, Your mother's go, go, looking go at ahead. you and she's not saying anything. I plead the fifth. Yes. <laughs> I get this picture of this metal man with like no knees and straight arms, like running, hopping. You know, he's doing that like penguin. A, like a two-year-old at, uh, at Halloween that yeah, can't I was, figure out the costume. I was thinking like a penguin. Like he's yeah. just running. and Like his, one but like spastically in front of the other. No, no. I mean side to side because he can't bend his knees. <laughs> Like, he has to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> but there is a picture on the website I looked at, and it was an outline of a man. It was black and white. This was, you know, 10 o'clock at night, and it's dark. And I agree with Mom, there may have been some drinking, because 10 o'clock, they're out partying. I know from books that that is the prime time for drinking and partying. What books are you <laughs> reading? <laughs> I know from books. I got a book in the library called Prime Time to Party. No, a lot of books I read, it's like, oh, we're going to go to this party, person's party. What time is it at? 10. Girl goes to the party. Gets gets sick for the first time. Drinks things. Guy takes her home. They fall in, they fall in love. Next thing you know, there's a love story. <laughs> that is not how it works in real life. And I, I know. I need to start seeing the books you're reading. I've stopped reading those. Oh my gosh, they're so sappy and weird. Anyway, so we have the metal man, and the metal yes. man is an alien. It, it appears to be. So I've got so, one more. So wait, going back to the, going back to your daughter's books that the, she's reading. No, the metal man with the picture. The picture actually does not match the description. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So the picture looks like. If we're talking metal here, almost like somebody balled up tinfoil and put like 80 of them on each leg. But you, So it's like covered in little balls of metal? Yeah. No, no, like uh, the picture I saw was that way. But okay, it well, look, but it just looks like the outline. It could have just been like a photo defect or just a really bad camera. Okay. Well, that that is always something. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. A bad camera. We just okay. moved from... Okay, hold on. Hold on. Some of the things people argue when it comes to these kind of stories is that, you know, people didn't have the kind of high-tech equipment back yes. then. So it's very possible that this photograph could be tampered with or not be a quality photograph. And this was like 40 years ago. People could have gone back and like, oh, we're going to make this unbelievable and it's not going to be able to look like it was really seen. Maybe. I don't know. But we're going to table the metal man for now because uh, we got to move on to one final story before oh, we're done. Yes. And this is my actual, this is my top favorite number one story. And it's part of the reason why it's my number one story is it's really creepy. And I know your mom is going to like freak out over this. But because it is such an urban legend that there's actually a restaurant named after it, this ghost story or phantom or nobody's really sure what it is. But this is the story of Huggin' Molly. And Hug and Molly is one of those stories that, like, moms tell their kids in Alabama, like, it, it, when it gets dark, you need to be home by dark, or Hug and Molly will get you. And uh, this legend it started in, uh, in Abbeville, and it started, like, decades ago. It's been around for a very long time. And the legend claims that a phantom woman would appear to children, but only at night. And then she would squeeze them tightly and scream in their ears. She never heard them. She might have, like, maybe they're hearing, maybe they had ringing ears. She was as much as seven feet tall, wearing dark clothing and wearing a wide-brimmed hat. So try to imagine some kind of, like, Puritan pilgrim-looking lady 
um, running up and grabbing you when you're a child and screaming in your ear. And that is unbelievably creepy. Oh, the nightmares. Yeah, I, I think this was an actual person. You do. You think this might have... Okay, so Kim actually falls on the side of believing this one. So, um, there... I actually... I had a book when I was younger. It was like... It was like American Girl doll. This is the Kea doll or something. I don't know. But it was like... They had a story in there about a lady who, if you went by the river at night, it was about for the kids, like, come home or you'll heal her. You will hear her crying for her son and daughter that she lost. Or something... It was something along that line. What is this American Girl horror story? No, 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 what no. is it, happening? It wasn't very scary at what all. What kind it was of like, books is she <laughs> reading? Really I was like five or okay, seven. Okay, but that's even worse. It's like, come read American Girl and get nightmares. What is going on? <laughs> but it, in the story, she never really appeared. All you heard was like a wailing sound. And okay. if I might have been just a wind, and they said, oh, it's that. Oh, okay. So I, I mean, I think we have all had our experience with neighbors or people we know that just are not necessarily on the typical range and do maybe awkward or concerning things at times. And and that does sound like it could possibly be an explanation, but you know, you do have the fact this has gone on for decades. As people live for okay, decades. So. <laughs> you know, it could have happened one person passed on to daughter, daughter spreads it, but families use it as I'm an sorry, excuse. spreads it. Like, like a story, like a legend. Yeah, gets like a spread legend. Around. Like goes from oh. gender. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant the action. No, not the. No, action. No, yeah, no, no, no. it's a hugging chain. Everybody's <laughs> going around hugging each other and screaming in each other's ear. So, but the cool thing is, like I said, there is a restaurant you can actually look it up, and it's Hugging Molly's, and it is in Alabama, and uh, you should check it out. If we ever go that way, I definitely would love to see it. And I mean, if you drive through Alabama, you know there's a lot of places there that you can get off on side roads, and it's. It's practically ancient back there. You know, it's just there's not a lot of people, um, you know, dark, creepy roads. So uh, that is the legend of Huggin' Molly, which uh, you should check it out. And, you know, honestly, there's a ton of stories that we haven't even gotten to. But uh, in the interest of time, we don't want to go too long on this. And we've got 50 or 49 more states to get to over the course of this podcast. And so um, we hope you will join us. Um, we uh, will hopefully have an Instagram and Twitter up soon and an email for you guys to contact. Actually, we do have an email, and it's uh, thefrightening50, and 50 is numeric, so thefrightening50 at gmail.com. And if you've got a good story from a state you live in or whatever, why don't you send it to us, and uh, we will look it up. We might even ask you to send us a voice memo or something telling your story. And uh, so for Frightening 50, this is Nathan. This is Jessica. This is Kim. We are signing off, and you guys have...